Hello everybody and welcome to our bonus podcast for this week, which is a listener question segment. Hurrah! Hurrah, Yay. Gemma, hello. hello. Gemma is here. Welcome to our bonus thing. I'm here too, I'm Michael. Right, listener questions. We've got two questions, we're going to tackle them in order. I do not Beginning with the first one. Good, good plan. Right, the first question we've got is from Jack, who says, which characters need to change jobs and what could they do? Thank you, everybody who sent in their questions, by Thank the way. Thank you, everybody. I did, I did a little bit of an appeal at the weekend, and we had some good ones in, but we also had a few old right. ones as well that we're drawing from. So, yeah, Jack there wants to know about changing jobs. A lot of characters who I think are pretty good where they are. Like, Abby, I think she's really good as a mechanic. I believe her. I, I believe Adam is a... What do you, what do you think Relatively is competent lawyer. What do you, how do you feel that... Uh, how, yeah, because we've got suited versus booted, because this was my idea. Suited or booted. Yeah. I mean, so if you're suited, you're right. And yeah. if you're booted, we don't think you I mean, should there's, be. There's a good number of characters that I've got no qualms with the kind of job that they've been doing. Partly, I mean, in some cases, it's because they've just been doing it for so long. And who knows what else they'll be good at. Like, mm, Dev is like, yeah, he's fine as a corner shop. Feel um, very believable, owner. don't they? Could be so good on the stage Carla's as well. Great. Yeah, Kevin, yeah. Well, Carla can be a little bit, can't she, especially personality recently. personality has kind of shifted, but I believe that she is a businesswoman. Yes, yes. And I think, you know, Tracy doing her flower arranging. Oh, sorry. I what? love Glenda. She's been doing that for like 40 years. In the years. Rovers. I love Jenny in the Rovers. I love yeah, Daisy yeah, yeah. in the Rovers. But there are some characters we think that... Um, maybe aren't suited for their jobs. I mean, are there any that straight away spring to mind for you that is like, what on earth well, some is of them where I'm like, doing? what do they even do? Did they go to the careers advisor at their school? Like, Eileen, I know that she works at speed, uh, um, the streetcars. streetcars, but d- does she anymore? Have you seen her there for a well, long time? Well, she's in Thailand at the didn't, moment. Didn't Peter take over on the switchboard? Well, I get confused about who's working at streetcars, to be honest. I think we've got Debbie, Peter, what Eileen. She up to? What she needs to get... We need to find out what she's actually up to these days. Yeah, I but, want more of her. No, she's but an I entrepreneur. Think that, that doesn't mean anything. Daniel, what's he up to? He's training as a teacher. Yeah, well, I think that, you know, if we're going over Debbie, she she knows the the hotelery business, doesn't she? And and, and hostelry and everything. And so that's, that's what she's doing. I mean, I, I don't have any problems with her being there. Yes, I'd like to see her on screen more, but I don't think she's bad at it. I mean, with Daniel, he's kind of a bit of an undecided one for me because I believe... Do I believe he'd make a good teacher? I don't know. The uh, the evidence from last year maybe doesn't suggest so. But what is it? Is he, where's he teaching at the moment? I don't know. It's Is it like a prison or something? I don't know. But, I mean, it, it seems like he obviously wants to do teaching, but they're not maybe going to show him do that. Is he teaching at the place where Max is going to end up if he goes down for this? Goes down for this. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to let maybe Daniel... Um, Settle into the new job and just assume he's doing fine until he gets fired and you know pushes an inmate down the stairs or something. Is there anyone that you think absolutely get them out right now? Who do you think? I don't know. I mean, somebody like you know, one one might say that um, well, the two police officers that we have on the cast aren't necessarily um, most suited to their jobs. Craig and Spider. I think they're. I don't mind them being police officers. Keeps them out of tr- I don't think they're necessarily very good at it. I don't mind them being. I know, it, but, but you know, I think well, there's lots of people that crap at their jobs. Yeah, but I think just like I, Craig is so completely unbelievable. I think you know when he comes, you know, trundling along, saying, "Oh, what's he's literally saying? What's going on here?" Then sort of thing, and I, 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 he doesn't feel 
like he has the right authority or gravitas to, to be enforcing the law. So who do you think, who have we said you don't think is suited? Who have you said? I've said, I've said those two. I've said, uh, no, I can't remember whether I've said anyone other than well, I've I think, already. Do you think, do you buy Billy as a as a archdeacon? I still, I'm, I'm going to say no. But only because I'm not sure whether Coronation Street are really sure about what an archdeacon does apart from dishing out soup. So, I mean... Do you think that that um, Michael and Sarah make sense to you as um, entrepreneurs? I mean... Michael, Mike... when he first was introduced, was a character who was super into, design, like, uh, inventions, wasn't mm. he? Like he invented the app that claps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, and he's and he's had his um, you know, baby grow business and a few a few other things in the past. But it's always just felt like it's come of something to nothing, really, hasn't it? It's just like I'm gonna I'm gonna tinker around on my on my iPad or on my drawing or whatever. And to have him as he currently is, you know, setting up into a business partnership with with Sarah, it just feels like he's it's a little bit above his head. I think at least Sarah has got some experience of, you know, sitting in an office, stacking papers and, and swinging your Newton's cradle or whatever it is, office people do. I, I've clearly got no idea. But even she's like, I, I don't know. I'll tell you somebody who I think needs a different job or a job at all, and that's Toya. She does need a job. I really think that they're they're missing a trick with, um, with her being a counsellor. Now, I know that in real life it would not be correct to counsel people that you know that would be unethical but Coronation Street doesn't care about real life and (laughs) sometimes I think that's a good thing sometimes I think it's a bad thing but in the case of Toya wouldn't she be just a fantastic sounding board for some characters who don't have anybody to talk to and there would be there's there's an opportunity to create like oh I'm in a dilemma here because somebody's told me something and I can't keep it a secret you know what I mean mm. like I I know that it wouldn't actually reflect that well on counselling as a, as a profession and that would be obviously a, a bad thing but I think that Coronation Street doesn't care about about that there are so many other professions where people do stuff that's completely unethical all the time and. Uh, yeah, there's no consequence for it. So let's actually do something in the service of stories and give Toya, um, I would say give Toya and, and Spider, like, I, I really want them to take one of the businesses, business spaces in the precinct and create some kind of hybrid business, like a drop-in centre for, you know, like fruit smoothies and... Uh, mm. con- they could they, they could actually done it in the past they could screen. actually put um something together with Maria here and create like an advice and drop in center that also sells really expensive smoothies and is that and, the sort of thing that you find in sixties precincts though I don't know that feels a little bit too um la well, I want to just say that up the road from us we have a little tiny precinct area and they've got like a Morrison's and a couple of takeaways but they also have a um community center which we've never been into, but it has things like a, f- a food larder and stuff like that. Now, I know that Yasmin sold the community centre to somebody. And we don't know who it was. No, I think that's the last just time they generically used it, owned at the moment. I can't remember. What they, were they were they holding the um, drop-in centre there? No, no, the, the drop-in centre stuff was all at Speedale, wasn't it? They but used it the for Griff's time? speech. That's right. A few months ago. I really, really want Toya and, and Spider to do something that suits their personalities and their 
um, skills. And I, I honestly think doing something like that, because, you know, a community centre, I think that would work really well for both of them, because they care about people, and they're very socially aware and socially conscious, conscious and they want to help people but I also think in a community centre there wouldn't be a reason that you shouldn't have a little cafe that sells things mm. and you know they ran they ran a juice bar in London for a few years we know that's canon in the show why can't they open a little vegan cafe yeah I'd like to see that I think and that would be somewhere else for people to go and have a cup of tea seeing Spider as a policeman it was it was a good twist it kind of semi made sense about him doing it but I think you know, he he didn't. The time has passed now. We the the time on. has <laughs> passed, and, and and I think lots of viewers watching him kind of skulking about in Griff's flat were thinking, oh, it just doesn't necessarily suit the role. And I know it's like, oh, he's working for the man and everything, but it felt it felt to me like he was just a little bit out of his depth. And I think, yeah, teaming him up with Toy to do something like that, maybe in the precinct. Um, I mean, it's we've seen so little of the precinct so far. It's difficult to know what. Um, you know what, what? What sort of people frequent okay. those shops? Not so necessarily maybe the, for the precinct. You know, then. What, what else is going on at the precinct? Because I mean, if we're looking at new jobs for characters, there's plenty of businesses there that people can now spread into. Because yes. if we, if we, if we look at the list of all the characters in Coronation Street, what percentage would you say work either on the street or? in a building that has got a set, like a permanent set on Coronation Street. I'm going to say it's like anywhere between 95 to 100% of characters. So if we want to give people another job, they need to fit somewhere in the set. Even people with jobs that feel a bit beyond the the scope of Corrie still have a set like Adam. Yes, he's a lawyer, but he also has uh, an office Mm. on... um, Yeah, on, on Victoria Street. And we've also got Aggie. Now... There isn't actually, there's nowhere on Coronation Street or any of the established sets, but there is a massive medical centre set that she is obviously always seen on. I, I mean, she, we see her mostly in the hospital, don't we, with Aggie? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I, I, I'm thinking, like, we're talking about the medical centre. I don't think we've got any characters that work there anymore, have we? And no. they used to, in a, for a long time, you'd have like Gail behind the the counter there. Or, or I mean, I suppose Doctor Gadass is working there if you can as much as you can count her as a regular character. But it feels like they don't even often go to the medical centre. It's usually the injuries that people in Coronation Street are getting, or or, or illnesses or whatever. It's just like straight to A and E. So it feels really... almost a little bit like the medical centre is a bit redundant. I'm actually kind of struggling to see anybody on our list of main characters who works off the street. The only person, actually, that you can really say doesn't probably have a working set is Billy. No, he doesn't. You're right, because got, all we ever see him is, is behind his behind his table. You've got the medical stuff, you've got the hotel, you've got the police... Um, uh, thingy, you've got the courts. Mm. Billy, Billy's got St Mary's Church, but he—I don't That's think he's based set. there anymore, is he? It's not a set, but it's it is a, a place location. that we know that he works in. But I don't think he does because now he's archdeaconing, whatever that entails. He's all over the place. Daniel, of course, in his new role, doesn't work at that school anymore. So Did I suppose he's yeah, he, no, no, Victoria, you know, Victoria, not talking about Weatherfield High, but. Um, yeah, so uh, I mean, I think Weatherfield High and Bessie Street also both have setty 
areas. Like, I yeah. think they've got the school, yeah. the classroom. I think that's a set. They're not completely sure. Yeah, 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 I think not, so. But... but back in the day, they would film it at an actual school. So we're seeing, like, in the classic Coronation Street at the moment, Charlie Ramsden, who was an English teacher with Ken back in the early 2000s. And, and that was filmed at a school. And you can tell it is a classroom there. But anyway, that's by the by. So thinking about... Think of, well, if we were to think about some places in the street or, you know, that have got sets that nobody seems to work there at the moment. Is there anyone that you think would fit there? Because Peter, for example... Well, he works on the switchboard. Yeah, I just think... I think that he has got more skills than that. I mean, he's he's been the landlord of the Rover's Return. And I don't... Is he's he also a, a bookie, so he's an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember whether he's part owner in streetcars at the moment. I'm not really sure, but, you know, driving around in his cab, it just feels like he would be capable of, you know, managing a little bit more than that. But maybe, maybe he just doesn't want to. I mean, there was the story about him possibly buying the snooker hall a few years ago, wasn't there? And I could really see, I'd, I'd love to see that expanded into a real set that people that the characters would be going down socialising in and I can totally see Peter behind the bar in this dingy kind of grimy not smoky anymore but back in the day it would be snooker club and that would be his little area and I, I think that would be right up his street yeah just sitting sitting you know chewing the cud instead of Eileen in the in streetcars that that doesn't sit right for me no, no, I I agree. There is a few, there are a few people who have been shunted into jobs that it feels like Corey have gone all crap. Well, what can we do with this person? Like Brian, I don't. Brian does make a bit of sense to me as the new proprietor of the cabin instead of Rita. But when was the last time we ever saw him there? We haven't. No, he so, he, he seems like he could fit, but we we don't know. It, it fits perfectly well to me. I I totally buy him. I think that they've given us enough reasons. He's had quite a few lines, you know. He's he's spoken about wanting to move to somewhere else, but when he did, he said he wanted to be um, a corner shop owner there as yeah. well, which, you know, I, I like the fact that he really like, enjoys it. And he, he likes and his if retail. He's, if he's a, 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 um, a teacher, if he was a teacher, now some teachers are teachers because they enjoy interacting with people. <laughs> some people aren't. But Brian strikes me as the sort of person who enjoys people and so working in a corner shop you get to see a lot of people and you get to mm. chat every day so works with his skill base but we just don't see that do we no no uh going back to craig yeah because he like i said he just yeah he just kind of he's, kind of comical. Stick, he's comical and it's like oh it's like you know the typical pc plot oh this comes to craig he just strikes me as somebody that's got no authority. Yeah, that's the thing. You you don't respect him at all. I mean, he was. They were talking a few years ago about him training to be a detective, and no. thankfully that never went anywhere. I wonder not, what happened with that story. The thing is, you don't. Not everyone's super bright. You don't have to be bright to be a, an important or um, worthy person, right? So this isn't a dig on him, but he's not bright. No, no, I don't think he he's is. He's friendly, he's amiable, he gets on with everybody and he's physically imposing. Now, does being a police officer employ all of those strengths? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you want, you know, he's he, maybe he's the poster boy for Weatherfield Police. Like well, the... you just said poster and that made me suddenly think, postman. He'd be great as a postman. Yeah, I think he would. It'd help keep him trim as well. Keep yeah. that keep that weight off of he's him. He's got he's he's um he, he's a fit lad now. Mm. He's he's a friendly guy. I think having a 
I would love that idea. Somebody on the street who's a postman. Because then you've got a reason to have them walking around everywhere. Yeah. Why don't we have a postman on Coronation Street? I can't remember whether there's ever been one. I mean, I know Maybe like um, Harry Hewitt worked in the post office, yeah. didn't he? In the sorting office. And I think Alfred back in the day. Do you Alfred think there might be some kind of reason why you're not allowed to represent His Majesty's post the Royal Mail, I don't know. Maybe we could have him just be a delivery I guy. I think I like that for Craig. I was thinking yeah. for Craig, like... I'm again just thinking about empty lots at the moment and nobody works at Tattoo Will Do Nicely. We know that Craig used to be really into his art, didn't he? To be honest, I think that becoming a police officer has been the downfall of Craig because I used to really like him when he was just like a nice, unintimidating, kind of friendly, not chavvy. you know, artistic, streaky. He had that girlfriend, quite, didn't he? Quiet Kate, and gentle. Or something. Yeah, I thought he was lovely then, but it's putting him into the role of the policeman. That's what's made him a bit of a joke because everyone's going, what, Craig, a policeman? Uh, no. Even like gets called Tinks or whatever on the street, doesn't he? Because I just don't think anyone's got any respect for him. But, you know, something that, yeah, I, I, I don't necessarily see him as being a tattoo artist, but maybe I've got very stereotypical ideas of, you know, like the, the skinhead themselves no, covered I in know. tattoos, Listen, big beard. Through my work, I know some people who do tattoo art, artists and it is all kinds of different people. Yeah. Um, I just want to also say that I don't think that the creative arts are represented very well. And that does make a bit of sense because these are all supposed to be working class people and it's not that working class people aren't creative, but it's that it's very, very difficult to make a living from being creative if you don't have a a lot of support and uh, people that are willing to pay your bills while mm. you train or, or get your business running. But I really think that there are, that there's, yeah, that being a tattoo artist would be one way that you could make money and be creative at the same time. I just and don't think there's going to be many characters that are going to be wanting tattoos, so we wouldn't get to see him in there in the same way yeah, that I think we'd see Peter of, It would be sort hall. of funny to sort of have, you know, in the same way that we have when... This is why we haven't had very many scenes inside any of the salons, because who's going to get their hair done mm. when it's COVID? That there's no... They haven't bothered opening them up. That's what they need to do now, is to open up the salons to extras. Yeah. So having a, an extra in the tattoo parlour would be great. I wonder if you could get Nina in there too. <coughs> now Nina's also, yeah, Nina's yeah. the only other person who can think of who actually is a creative person who's pursued it as a, as a career. Mm. I understand that designing clothes, some of the other characters have done that, but you know, like Michael, would you call him creative? I'm not, I'm yeah. not sure. I, I would. Okay. And actually, I, I was doing a little bit of, of looking about, you know, what, what are some of the most in-demand jobs, most common jobs and everything, um, just to Got give me ideas. Because I, I mean, I don't... I, I'm someone who went to school, went to university, back in schools. I don't know much about what well, jobs listen, there are out there, apart from say, the stereotypical ones that you learn about when you're five. Both of us have job jobs yeah. that haven't changed titles for hundreds of years mm. like they're jobs that everybody understands what they are and we pursued them when we were teens and have done that job ever since so all of these like office-based jobs we don't understand I don't, I don't there's all. lots of jobs here that i go in front of me i don't know what they do right, but on. um i was just thinking like a graphic designer or something or somebody yeah. who can you know do digital art um making i mean maybe for underworld because he what Mar- he, he had right. been working in marketing, hadn't he? he under, had. M- Michael. But I can see him being much more of a cre- creative 
Yeah, good, yeah, computer graphic well, designer listen, kind of guy. I want to say... what's the stories in that? That's the other thing you have to consider. The two... The, the major business... The major employment sector for the UK, I believe, is service in, the service industry. Right. Because you've got um, most common jobs in the UK. You, you did, did some research, didn't you? So the most common jobs in the UK, the top 10 are project manager, business analyst, software engineer, data scientist, graphic designer, mechanical engineer, accountant, software developer, data analyst, and delivery driver. All of those rely on business to, you know, you need a business, like nobody needs a project manager if mm. you're working in a school or working in a farm or whatever. And that's the These problem with Coronation Street, isn't it? There's so few businesses that are going to need Does that make sense? I mean, I know I'm a bit, stuff. I'm a bit ignorant. Mm. about the these kinds of things yeah um these are all really nebulous jobs that i guess a project manager can mean a hundred different things depending on what business you work in i mean the biggest business that they've got on coronation street is underworld and we ca- it's really Where difficult did you get this information from because the it sounds internet really weird the internet somewhere some of the most sources i've got in this one i haven't um because i don't think nurses if, and doctors and teachers are all quite... i don't know if if underworld is the problem is it doesn't really reflect a, an actual modern business, does it? No, it because doesn't. I've said this for years. So if so, there's but no, when, so there's when literally they... no, I, I believe this to be true. I don't believe there is any underwear company that exists in the UK because when Mary Porter, who was an incredibly famous retail guru, um, she did a whole TV show where she started a business based in the north of England, which was making underwear and i don't believe it exists anymore i'm mm. not completely sure but if it does it's literally the only one of its kind well, and and um underworld has never advertised itself or spoken of about itself as a boutique made in the uk extremely high-end no um, i don't think so company they can't compete with china or or places that use machines to to mass produce well they're, they're so small which There's means that a lot of them. these kind of businessy sort of jobs i don't think they need the only yeah, jobs that seem to exist in in underworld is the boss yep Packing, yep. knicker stitching, and now marketing, and sales, and, there's, and, and, sales and marketing. Yep. So there's like four or five jobs in the but whole factory. But say, could Michael be the graphic designer for Underworld? Could he be? Right. A, could somebody be? A, could he be a software engineer? Do they just not need it? Sales and marketing being introduced as a concept on Coronation Street is the most innovative thing they've done regarding. Uh, jobs for <laughs> probably two decades, don't you think? Yeah, but then they didn't really show very much of anyone doing anything just of it, did they? Just people chatting on the phone to other people, yeah. which is, I guess, what sales are. Maybe, maybe it is. I was also having a look for um, jobs that you don't need a degree for, because one thing we know about characters on Coronation Street, they either ain't got degrees or... They're they not try. working towards one, or maybe they try one and then drop out. So come on, Amy, just, you know, you're, two more years and you're, and you're there. I feel like I feel like a family who's waiting for the first generation of um, children to get their degree, and Amy's going to be that for us. Yeah, isn't she? yeah. I mean, a lot of some of the jobs there are jobs that exist in Coronation Street, like police constable, entrepreneur, um, sales manager. But I mean, train and tram driver is here as number four of the top ten jobs that you don't need a degree for, and and that's given me that gave me another idea of the fact that Weatherfield Tram Station has got no current employees on and, <laughs> and I wonder whether there's anybody that we think might make a good tram driver because it wasn't like did Claire Peacock she was going to be a tram driver or was she I can't remember or was she a bus driver or something I'm not sure but um, it could be interesting to see somebody 
say that they're a tram driver, you wouldn't see them at work. But I don't think it really matters. We, right. we don't need to see everybody at work. We can trust that they go out there, come back at the end of the day. That Here's my used question. to be a thing. Now, I was going to say, is there an issue with with representing, representing somebody um, who works in in an institution like the the post office or the trap for the trams for Manchester I don't know what it's called the, yeah, transport weather I don't know um, they, and I then don't I thought so. it can't be because you've got a police officer which is a real job yeah and you've got NHS which is a real employee yeah. it's probably the biggest employer in the yeah. entire country and you've got a teacher which is a real job yeah and you've got another thing I've forgotten um but yeah, you've got people who work in jobs that are represented in the real world by real companies and institutions that could definitely have a problem with the way that they're, they're you know, the characters are portrayed. So it can't be that. No. So, so I mean, tram And dry- also, just to say one more thing about police, um, post office, um, we've definitely seen postmen walking up and down with their big red bags. Yeah. On the street as extras. Before. I do like the idea of that. I love that idea. I can't think of anyone who would who strikes me necessarily as being tram driver material. I mean, Paul maybe kind of a friendly. Oh, Paul, yeah, not definitely not Audrey because she's crashed the car too many pa- times. Paul, I'm like thinking. I, I, I don't think we've seen him doing much building. He doesn't strike me as being an obvious builder, but maybe oh, I don't know. But I, a tram driver, I could maybe see him doing that. Um, what what about um what about the precinct then? Because we kind of well, cycled past that a little bit earlier. The precinct we- is really interesting because it obviously exists, and there are lots of businesses that have been created just for the precinct, and we really don't know yet how many of them are going to appear on screen. We've all the only thing we've seen is one scene with um with summer summer in the in the playground. We haven't probably seen the businesses, but run down the businesses. So we've got me. a bakery. We've got and that ice cream shop, the sweet enough stuff. We've got the pound store. We've got the 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 peaking um, order, peaking order, closed. the Chinese, which seems to be closed. So that's where your spider and toy move in. You got your charity shop, which Definitely. I think Evelyn's working there now at the moment. I think the she's charity about shop it has been um, on screen before, and it and um, yeah. it's the. Pope. Yeah, Gregory Pope. Gregory Foundation. Pope. So yeah. that, and, even and, though it wasn't actually the same one that is going to be, you know, the exterior yeah. has been built. Yeah. It is supposed to be in the show. Yeah. And and there's a pawn shop there as well. I, I don't think a lot of these are going to be used, but that doesn't matter for this. I mean, any characters that you think you could see behind a counter at a, an ice cream shop or a bakery or anything? I really think that, I, I, I kind of get the, get the idea that I would like, I would like to see and spider do like maybe sweet enough and do like vegan ice creams or sorbets and stuff i just really think that they have got a background in food sales that hasn't been explored and if you think about the fact that leanne has spent a lot of her years uh when she wasn't being a lady of the night she was Mm -hmm. into into restaurants and you'd think that Toya would have picked up on some of her expertise or been able to use her as a soundboard for ideas when she was doing the things in London with Spider. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm really pushing for. Um, I don't know. Who was it that had the pawn shop in current... It was it was, it Tracy, was Tracy, wasn't it? Oh, I can't remember spies. who worked there with her. Was it Rob? No, I don't remember. Might have been. Might have been. I don't, did Peter have anything to do with that? Or was he just the bookies there? I can't remember. Because you, I could maybe see Peter back behind oh, behind the... the, bar, the the Bargenzo or whatever it's called there. 
Um, not sure. I mean, none of these are... Rob Donovan and uh, Tracy Barlow. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was Rob, wasn't it? That's right, that's it right. It was rented to them by Peter. Yeah. And um, Tony Stewart started giving them... In, uh, Stolen goods. This is all from coronationstreet.fandom.com. Yeah, I would like that. That get that plays to their strengths. Uh, yeah. I don't want to take Tracy away from the flower shop, but um, it's yeah, an Peter, option, isn't it? It's an option. Peter working there with somebody. Yeah. Um. Baker. I mean, I wonder whether like you know Simon could be a baker or something because he's he's just been he's thrown into random he? factory job at the moment because yeah. I don't know best give Simon a job but oh, that might be something that's quite different for him and he'd be there with all the rest of the teens as well here's an idea yeah the teens would definitely be hanging around sweet enough you might yeah he might get in there and, and be like a friend you might be able to join the gang of cool curry teens <laughs> if he worked there do you remember we talked before about the fact that in the UK there are lots of um, dessert shops and ice cream stores that are open very late at night and yeah. why is that it's because kids who don't necessarily want to go and drink like Muslim teens want somewhere to go yeah and so that kind of place could be a, a good area but do you remember I'm always harping on and I know probably everyone's sick of this harping on about the idea that a knicker factory doesn't make any sense and I want them to change to a food factory yeah wouldn't it be great if they partnered up with a bakery and, and sweet enough that could be like a yeah. little conglomerate of of businesses that all work together yeah in the same way that Dev has lots of businesses it would really make sense yeah yeah and then maybe. you could have you know I don't know. I just really want them to stop being selling knickers. I think it's supposed to be funny, but it's not anymore. Can you think of anything else that Billy could do? Because we mentioned earlier that he's not necessarily the world's best archdeacon. I mean, he's certainly got, um, you know, a few skeletons in his closet. Well, he... The, 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 the main sticking point for me is that he is a Christian in the Church of England and you're not allowed to get married if you're gay in the church. And... It obviously means a lot to him. Well, it's his calling. It means a lot to him to be a vicar, but I can't see how... He. D- but the thing is, he doesn't have a partner at the moment. I remember when he was going out with Todd that, that this did get raised as an issue. Mm. And uh, I suppose he could work at the charity shop, couldn't he? You don't yeah. really get paid to work in a charity shop. I guess you don't. I no, suppose that's don't. the whole point of it. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> um, I'm not. I'm not against Billy being, you know, a pastoral figure, but I I do think that, yeah, the elephant in the room is, he he's working for a company, you know, in a certain to a certain extent, who believes that he shouldn't exist in, yeah. in a way, and I don't want to offend anybody, but in the Church of England, you're not allowed to get married if you're gay, mm. and that's just a fact. I've was, I was, I've been thinking about some other jobs as well. I mean, other, other kind of... What kind of jobs are there, Michael? Pr- prison officer, for example. We, we do get to see the Coronation Street prison every now and then. We don't have a, a permanent worker there. Can I just say... Somebody of... like... Maybe like Ryan Connor could be a prison officer because he's kind of beefy, isn't he? I just want he to say... doesn't seem to have anything to do. One thing about Coronation Street... Is that there are two, there are two types of jobs. There's jobs you see the characters doing, and there's jobs that they go off and do and come back. Yeah. And the jobs that you go off and do and come back are very very rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you really want to give somebody a job that they come back and go, oh god, you won't believe it? I think sometimes, yeah, just for a few of well, them. Well, who if do only you... if only for the 
you know, for the more the, rea- more the realism. And we yeah, don't see very no. much of Ryan, so let's stick him in the prison where at least we'll sometimes see him at work. We don't need to see everyone at work all the time. I've definitely criticised Coronation Street before about the realism and and stuff, but I don't want realism to get in the way of making something interesting. No, no, that's fair enough, fair enough. I, I, I'm going to stick with that one for, for, for my idea. Um, you got... What about an estate agent? Any any kind of suave young things that you reckon could stick on a suit and, and sell you a good house? Well, this would be quite funny. I've been watching Strathlet's Flats, which yeah. is a, um, a a TV show. I think it was on Channel 4, I can't remember. But it's really, really funny. And you know, one of the characters, I re- worked out the other day, um, one of the, the actresses mm. was Fergie on um, The Windsors. Oh, really? She's really funny. <laughs> so that would be quite fun, but they wouldn't be letting... No. And and the last time we had anything get sold on Coronation Street, they did it as a um, collaboration with Purple Bricks yeah, to yeah, get money, did to get they? the Rovers, yeah. I, I could see, like, maybe Todd being a, a bit of a, a smooth-talking estate agent. I think he yeah. could sell a good sell. Todd would be great. I, do, I don't mind don't him in the to... funeral uh, directors. Uh... I don't think we want to get rid of Todd in the funeral parlour. I've had so little funeral parlour stuff. I, I've, I'm happy with him being there, but if we were to give him a, another job, then a estate agent might be good. I just, I just really like the idea of people going to work and coming back. Like you know, Derek Wilton. He he didn't have a job on the street, you know, and apart no, from when he was working in the cabin, he he was off doing his travelling salesman. Yeah, and it wasn't weird. We just no. didn't see him at work very much. Yeah. Um, what about um? I don't know any any other ideas for jobs or or, or matches. We, we've come up with a few, but not loads. One thing that we don't have really that we've always had on Corrie is a cleaner. Is Bernie still doing cleaning at the moment? I don't think she is. I thought I'm that she not, was, maybe but she maybe, is. maybe is she doing cleaning because for Dev? Well, you know, I think the most famous cleaner on Corrie is Hilda. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, she was cleaner at the Rovers for donkey's years, wasn't she? And I, I don't believe that the Rovers has a cleaner at the moment, but I don't know who... I don't think there's anyone that's springing to mind that that job would be obviously great for. One thing that, that EastEnders Gail. has that Corrie doesn't really have is, like, a proper market, which is unfortunate. And I think that Corrie's a bit uh, reluctant to step on EastEnders' toes. Mm. But well, we, we had Chesney being being a, a little entrepreneur when he was younger, selling yeah. dog uh, accoutrements yeah. at the market and I think that that would be quite fun when they built the precinct I w- and we first saw the first pictures of it they didn't have the play area there did no. they and there was a big um, open, open space and I thought well, that could be perfect for a market but I kind of wish they hadn't put the it's fun to have a play area there but I, I wish that they hadn't put it in and they should have just had you know, a, an area that could turn into a, a a market because that would have made so much sense. Well, it makes more sense than closing down Victoria Street for like a month and a half every year to have a Christmas yeah. market, and that makes no sense whatsoever. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a winter market and a terrorist mm. bombing area. Exactly. I'd quite like to move Faye out because she's working at the factory, I'm going to say, at the moment. Yeah. And... She's one of these nebulous people. She's she's one of these people that, you know... And the, and the factory is a place where, it seems recently, people have just been thrown if, like, I don't know what to do with them. Like, why is Simon working at the factory? I don't know. Why was Summer working at the factory? I don't know. And why is Faye... Michael? All of these people are working at the factory, and it just feels like 
they don't belong there. That's not their that's not their raison d'etre to, to sit in underworld and you know have orders barred to them by Carla. But um Faye, I, I don't know whether we know much about her, but she she could potentially be working, you know, at the bakery or at Sweet Enough or something, couldn't she? This is why it's kind of if you made the bakery sweet enough and the factory into one big business, this is when you start having people who have a higher education and, um, yeah, you know, business. You know what I mean? The thing is about it is that there are, there are lots of people who who are you know unskilled labour, let's say, and then very few people who are doing businessy jobs mm. but, but and the ones that are doing businessy jobs are just i don't know what she does at sales don't ask any more questions mm. but you could definitely have more people that ne- needed to be in management if you had this conglomerate yeah. Yeah, but you know do you want that do do you want to make it that kind of show it's about people and how they interact with each other yeah. at the end of the day it yeah. doesn't really matter what their jobs are mm. it, it what the re the coronation street reason why people have jobs it really honestly boils down to how can we get these characters to speak to each other and what situations are they going to be in when they're speaking yeah i think the best idea that we've come up with is craig being a pope <laughs> um i know i know someone who needs a new job hey because i'm not really sure what they do at the moment uncle ronnie what what's uncle ronnie's job What's his skill set? He's a ducker and a What's diver. he even on the show for? I don't really know. And Coronation Street brought him in, what, three years ago? Two years ago? I don't even remember. And apart from sticking his tongue down Jenny's throat that one time, he seems <laughs> like a massive waste of space. But I could see him as like a bouncer or something. No, you know? but, Just because yeah, he's good at bursting you're... out of his shirt. I see what you're saying, but he we, we're supposed to get the impression that he's an entrepreneur with lots of investments and business nows. Yeah. He doesn't I, strike me as that particularly. He doesn't really. It's really just an excuse as to why he's going out with Debbie. Well, it's the same as, like, Gary, for example. He's running, what, a furniture shop at the moment. Yes, really. Does Can we just point him? out the fact that this furniture shop was supposed to be a front for him, um, what's the word, washing, what's Laundry, it called? Money laundering. Money laundering. All the, the stuff he's st- stolen off of... Um, yeah, um, Rick Nealon. Rick Nealon. He doesn't need the front anymore. How is he making money out of this? I don't know. But I, I, what, what is Gary? Gary, needs Gary a could job. be like, he could, I wonder whether he could do like a personal trainer or something if he, if he buffed himself up. Or, or Ronnie could do that even, couldn't they? Gary, Gary and Ronnie could go to business together being security consultants. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. I, I can't see either of them standing outside of a club going, oh, you're not allowed in unless you've got, you got, you got trainers on, you're not allowed in. But I can imagine them saying, look, you need three guys here, you need this, you need yeah. the CCTV, you need this software, you need that uh, alarm system. Yeah, I mean, Gary's... Didn't we have, we used to have a, a character who worked for a security alarm uh, company, didn't we? It was that guy that was molesting everybody. Was it was Howard? That. Do you know what I mean? The security company... It was that. Oh, Alan Alan Bradley. Yeah, he worked for a security and company for a little bit. And then he employed people, didn't yeah, he? He employed a yeah. couple of female characters to work the behind the tails. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, Gary's obviously got a history of a builder as, as a builder as well. Well, but he can bought... just say, you know, I know you need to, you, you know, this is going to cost you so-and-so amount for cables and this much, you know, mm-hmm. for installing the ring, <laughs> ring doorbell <laughs> or whatever you want. Um... 
I think I, it feels like we're kind of running out of steam with this one. I don't know whether we've got very far on here. I mean, we've said Craig is a postman. I, I still, I really like the idea of Michael being some kind of whizzy graphic designer for something a lot well, of technological create, and stuff. If he can design um, stuff for a, a t-shirt, he's a graphic designer. Yeah. That's the end, that's um, the, you know, the be all and end all of it. P- Peter... Did we say, you know, maybe at the bargain shop in the, in the precinct or, yeah. or the snooker hall? I think I prefer him as the snooker hall, to be honest. The snooker hall feels less sharky, doesn't it? Yeah. Spider I, I and Toy, you've got as your juice bar. Yeah. R- Ryan, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, bouncer or personal trainer or something. Simon, getting behind the bakery. Or I even something like, I don't know, like a computer games tester or something. How about um, Gary and... Uh, Ronnie have a business uh, for a security company, and Ryan and Simon are bouncers who are who are employed by them. And then every so often we can I... have something like, oh, uh, Leanne and Nick want to run a casino night at the bistro. Oh, guess we're gonna have to have Simon <laughs> and Ryan as. Can you imagine you know I mean? Simon as a bouncer? He yeah, even not too bouncy. He's more of like a, a boinger or something. <laughs> okay, it's just an idea. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Um, and. There, there we go. There, there's our main idea. We've talked for forty minutes already about this. We come and up with anything. We, too, we've though. come up with a we come up with a few ideas, but I think yeah. Get if we're doing it actually for the program, we've got to give them jobs on the street um, because that's that's just the way it is. Um, filling up the precinct might be a nice idea. Tram driver, I'd like the I'd like somebody I'll tell to you do. An but idea, I can't another out idea who for got. sure that I, I think would be quite good, is we've got, um, we've got Daniel's a teacher. We've had teachers a few times before on Corrie. I don't think we've ever had... Have we ever had... There's more than one teacher who lives on the street? Um, I just really possibly. want the idea of people that don't work on the street working together somewhere and coming home and bitching about each other because that would be <laughs> hilarious and it would give people something to talk about. That would be funny. I like that. I like yeah. That. Um, I just thought, Aaron... I don't buy him as a mechanic. I do, but you don't. Bit. I know you don't. No, well, just what do you think he should do then? Male model, I assume. I don't know. Well, for maybe for Michael's graphic design company, he can, you know, look at a blank piece of paper that Michael could just then put an image on. There, there's there's plenty of jobs that are on my list here. I don't like in the top ten fastest growing jobs in the UK. We've got things like chief growth officer, enterprise account executive, cloud engineer. There's so many jobs here that if you were to say somebody ten years ago, yeah, yeah, number eight job and growing job in the UK is a cloud engineer, they'd think you'd gone loopy. But I don't chief know. Chief people officer. Who's a good people person? I'm not Nobody. sure. Not sure. Maybe not maybe that could be Billy. He's he's a good busybody, isn't he? Chief people officer, yeah. Yeah, I right, okay. Do you think that you need to have three years' experience being an archdeacon to get that? Absolutely, gig? absolutely. Okay, let's um, let's do this one now and then move on to the next question. Yep, the next question we have is from Bronte, who wants to know why do you think that despite being on screen since two thousand and nineteen, the Baileys have been underwritten? Oh, the Bailey, the big Bailey issue on Coronation Street. So yeah, we're coming up to nearly four years of Baileys on Coronation Street, and I think lots of people would say that they still feel too much like the new family and we maybe don't know enough about them and they haven't been integrated enough. So- now, my major issue with this is that I'm not sure that this is necessarily 100% true. I, I think that 
because they came in with such a big fanfare and because they're so significant in that they're the first black family on Coronation Street, I think expectations are really, really high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that maybe we expected a bit too much from the Baileys. And I also want to say that they came in just before COVID. So that's the, that's the elephant in the room. To, you know, to, a family being introduced in 2019, then everyone's wondering why they weren't, you know, they're not involved in everybody's story. It's because they were in their own bubble for two years. They, can't, they couldn't be in anyone's story. Mm. And it's almost a miracle that they've been in it as much as they have been, considering that so many struggles existed to make everybody, you know what I mean? To, to give everybody enough screen time yeah. during that time. And, and um, yeah, one of, the main, one of the main criticisms of them is that they weren't, like you say, not integrated. They, they couldn't be integrated because they were in bubbles. Yeah, I know. But I, th- I think enough time has passed now and it still feels like they're quite insular. They're still, I mean, we're, yeah, I'm going to say st- they're on the back foot coming into 2023. They're still on the back foot. And I'm gonna, definitely going to say that, that that's a valid argument but i'm just offering an explanation yeah, for yeah, of course. the previous few years and I, I think that's fair to say yeah i mean there, i think there's quite a lot of reasons that some might give as to why the baileys haven't quite hit the mark i mean it is a bit of a surprise in a way that you know these the baileys are one of ian mcleod's biggest legacies i mean he came into the show few years later, he's like, right, I'm introducing this family. I mean, as a producer, to introduce a whole new family into Coronation Street, that's huge, isn't it? Um, But I think part of the reason is that they have often seemed to be only there as kind of token issues stories. And we spoke when we did the James Bailey character profile like three, four months ago, that so many of their stories have been related to that. So it was... Hey, look, here's a new family. Here's James. He's gay and he's a footballer and he's black and he's going to experience lots of different issues related to that. Here's Ed. He's all, he's black. He's going to be, um, uh, he's going to have people criticise his, his, the colour of his skin and not take him seriously. Um, there's going to be a racial profiling storyline. Ed's a gambler. It, they, it just feels like... That's not related to being black. No, 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 it's not. It's not at all. I'm just saying a lot of their stories have been issues stories. But even when they've done those, they've not really felt like they've fully committed to them. So like when when James had his, I'm I'm gay, should I come out to to my football club? It felt like that storyline was huge for a week, maybe two weeks. And then they went back away again. For months and we didn't hear much of it. The racial profiling kind of dripped in a little bit and then it came to a head for a week and then it was gone again, you know? It, they What the Baileys haven't yet had is the big kind of cover story. And I, I would I have thought say, yeah, that yeah, as if I was Ian McLeod, it's like, these are my family, this is my baby, that I'd be like wanting to push them to the front of the show sometimes. Yeah, there's not been a sustained and focused emphasis on any one particular Bailey storyline. No. Um, but I, I want to say something, I don't think you've done any research on this because you're always really good at um, writing down all your research and stuff, but um, new families on the street, I think, struggle really hard they do. And before the Baileys, is it true that it was the Nazirs who were the 
uh, who were the new family. Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, you're right. The the Nazirs were the last family. That was they were brought in by Stuart Blackburn, weren't they? And I what I did do is have a little look and a comparison about well, what's their trajectory been? And I would say well, that you're now talking about their appearance. Well, in, in, in many ways. Yeah. So, like, the Nazirs have been on the show for, you know, almost 10 years now. And they do feel like, to me, they've been well integrated into yeah, the street. Yeah, I definitely agree But with I you. would also say that when they came onto the street, people were saying, well, here's, you know, the latest family to move into number six, cursor number six, they won't last. But they've stayed the course. And I do think that they, they fit. I they still feel... think they're a little bit... They don't integrate a whole lot with others. Can I just say one thing but... about the Nazirs versus the Baileys? Now, obviously, they're both families of colour. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would definitely say, if you were to if you were to say to me, is there a family who could just go and leave? And in the same way that, give me some examples of families that have come and gone. But, uh, what I would like the like the, the, Mortons the Mortons and the and the, um, the other ones that have. I mean, the, 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 the sugar family. <laughs> the, 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 what, um, what were they called? Oh my god, the, the, the Nelson, the, the Harrises, yeah. yeah. Like they, they are examples of families who just kind of almost just went. They came together and then they kind of all went. Yeah. Now, if you were to and, say and that to stretches me, back to like into the eighties with like the Hopkins family as yeah, well, didn't it? Yeah. Now I think the Baileys feel like that sort of a family that Bailey, Aggie and Dad could go. Oh, screw this! We're going back to where mm. because they they were living in a really gorgeous big house before they moved to Coronation yeah, Street. Yeah. Their storyline was we're in we're on our. <coughs> back foot here because Ed's been spending our money and gambling and we, we're destitute and we've got to build back up. Yeah, Michael took the blame for that, didn't yeah. he? Um, the Nazirs, I just don't think that you could just take the Nazirs away. Now, there aren't very many of them left. There's only really Alia and, um, and, and Yasmin. You've also got Zidane, Zidane who's kind of floating <laughs> around. Yeah. But they just feel like... They feel more fixed. They've got their roots in now. Yes. You're right. I think if the Baileys just upped and left one night, I think, you know... It would make sense so, in a way. But the problem is they can't. They can't get rid, after a few years, of Corrie's first black no, family but because that would be point, seen as a massive failure. My point isn't so much that I, I want either of them to go or whether or not they should go. It's more of a case of... Are they so insular that it couldn't could kind of make sense yeah but like you know you couldn't really have Yasmin and Alia leave together because it wouldn't make sense because Alia could say oh no I don't want to go because I've got my job with Didi I want to live with so and so and Yasmin could be like oh I live here with Stu I've got the business Mm. whereas the 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 Baileys it feels like they could just say oh I sold I sold the business and Agu's gonna get another job somewhere else so we're going maybe Michael would stay I don't know but they just feel like I mean, the sort of family that could leave together. They they could, but I, I think that you know, I if know I'm if introducing it's... this new family, if I'm you know fanfaring, look look at me, I'm introducing the first black family to Coronation Street. I'd be thinking, there's no way this family can go. That's going to be seen as a PR disaster. Oh, yeah, so I'm wouldn't. going to give them a That's whole load of point. stories. I, yeah, no, no, I know. Um, and I'm going to try and integrate them ev- everywhere I can. Now, of course, if you compare to the Nazirs. The Nazirs have got six, seven years on the Baileys, and it's hard to, you know, step back in time and think how well integrated did the Nazirs feel after three, nearly four years into the show. I mean, in those in those days, we had Cal, didn't we? Because he was in uh, as part of the the Nazir family for a few years. He went. Sharif had gone maybe after this time. But looking at the character count appearances, which I did, I compared the Baileys 
and the Naziers, it did feel, it did look like, you know, from statistics, that the Naziers were higher ranked in the appearance count, but only just. So in 2015, for example, which so was the, the first, first main Nazir year, Cal was 17th most featured character of the year. And um, that was the highest that the, a Nazir had ever got towards the top in those first four years. But the Baileys in the first four years, the highest ranked place that a Bailey has ever got is in 2021 when Michael was the 30th most um, featured character of the year. So 17 versus 30 just shows that they could push the Nazirs forward. But the apart Baileys. the Baileys. So the Baileys... No, they, they could push the Baileys They, they, they push could the push the Baileys, Baileys further and they did push the Nazirs. Although, I mean, with the Nazirs, we had, you know, 2016, Ali was at 26. 2017, she was at 31. We've had, um, in, in, in 2022, um, Ed Bailey was 33. 2021, Michael was 30. So even... Comparing them, it's still kind of around the 30s. So with neither the Nazirs nor the Baileys, there were, in neither of those families were, there's really, none of them were really top 20 appearance characters in their first four years. It just, it just says that the Baileys are a little bit lower down be, the table than the Nazirs were. Just to be clear, we're comparing them because they're new families. But yeah. obviously they're not the only families of colour in the street because... You got the Alahans, and yeah. I would probably say that the Alahans are, are a bit more higher profile. Than yeah, I but I mean, they they weren't a family when they came in, were they? It was Dev coming in on yes. his own, and then Tanita joins a few years later. I just think that there's very much like for you can like with the these two with the and babies a bit yeah, later. the first few years the Nazirs seem to be integrated more. They seem to be rising up the charts a number of appearances but not not to a huge extent I think, can i just say one of the major things about the difference between both these families seems to be that um there are more relationships with the nazirs have had more relationships with other characters than the baileys so you've got michael had a relationship with um grace grace he was brought in specifically to be yeah. his girlfriend cal was dating leanne Mm. Leanne was already a very established character. You got Mike, Michael, and um, Ed and Aggie obviously are together. Yeah. You had um, the same with uh, Yasmin and and Sharif, but yeah. Alia she's dated a few different. Yeah, people. she's was Rana see, was, was dating Jason, Kate. Gary. So so maybe it's to do with the fact that we've not really paired Michael off with any of the main characters mm. on the street. That's James being... never did either. I mean, yeah. he hung around with Bethany for a bit when he was trying to hide his sexuality. But when but... he had his boyfriend, yeah, right. it was a new character that they introduced. So really, if I'm giving them advice how to inter- how to integrate the Baileys, which I don't think was the question. Um, well, why, the question is, why have they been underwritten? One of the main things, apart from the COVID stuff and the fact that they're new, is that they haven't dated or been in a relationship with a character who isn't a, yeah. isn't a new character or a bailey mm, mm. that would be my biggest thing get dd in with somebody yeah. and get michael in with somebody yeah i mean michael and Gemma even are kind of possible i don't know no, but no, Gem- i don't think Gemma's going to with chesney there as, as a bore but i don't know I, I was thinking of some other reasons as well so one thing that is a reason why I don't think that the Baileys have been featured that much is that the jobs that they have mostly don't take place on the street or they don't involve many other people. So Aggie, she's working at the hospital, so she does... She can observe to, people when they're sick. She, that's yeah, and that, that's about it. But she, she doesn't have any colleagues that are also characters. Ed 
he's there, you know, he's, he's had a couple of builders working under him, but one of them's Paul, and Paul isn't exactly a hugely prominent character on the show, is he? Michael has been a stick him in the factory, and we never get to see him there. James was a footballer, so he obviously didn't have any colleagues You're on right. the street. So not only do they not have friends, but they also don't really have very many workmates either. But I'm just going to say, the future's bright on that front because Dee Dee works with Adam, which I think will give her a lot more... Well, already putting Dee Dee into this Max storyline is, is yeah. getting a Bailey into a major A yeah. storyline for the year, and that can only be a good thing as far as I'm concerned. And you've got Michael working with Sarah now. Yes, yes, you do. And, and, and as odd as that pairing sounds, maybe it's maybe it's good for the character. It, yes. I mean, speaking, look, thinking about some of the big Bailey stories, we, we say, oh, they only get the issues stories and then they put them back in their box again. But actually, Michael's story with Grace and Tiana and everything oh, was actually really quite engaging. That was one of my favourite stories. Yeah, I loved that. And they saved that twist and that twist was breathtaking. Yeah, the, the fact that Tiana wasn't either of their children. Absolutely fantastic. But that that really, to me, stands out as being almost the one and only decently developed Bailey storyline that wasn't just a case, that wasn't just there to shove issues down our throats. And when we had a little well, bit with Aggie and Tim last year with this emotional affair, but the storyline there was they're just kind of friends. We also had Aggie with Dr. Thorne, but that turned into more of a Peter, Peter storyline yeah. as well. Even things like the story of is Michael really Uncle Ronnie's son when they first came into the programme? That just petered out into nothing and it was still just a Bailey storyline. So yeah, they having more storylines with other characters. So yeah, get, getting them involved. But yeah, I think that the, the jobs is definitely a, a big deal. I do think that possibly the popularity of the characters has meant that we don't see them being used very much. This if, if, any, if any of the characters had been like, whoa, everybody suddenly loves Ed Bailey. Every, Ed Bailey is, the, you know, the, the, the Danny Dyer yeah. of, of Coronators. They'd be writing big stories for Ed Bailey. But as it is, people aren't really... No, no, not many people are going, oh, yeah, I love Ed. Michael certainly fairly unpopular with a lot of Coronation Street fans. James was. Aggie, I think she's the one that a lot of people are saying, oh, I quite like Aggie. She was better as Mrs. Tembe in Doctors, maybe, but I quite kind of like her. But they're not giving her much to do. Of course, Lorna had quite a bit of time off Coronation Street during COVID, didn't she? Um, so that was a bit of a problem. If, if I was thinking, who do I want to properly develop? I'd be trying to push her to the forefront because she's a cracking actress and one that lots of people are saying, I, I think she's quite good actually, but it just feels like they're not really giving her a chance. Um, I really, the thing, I can't really... Um... It's one of those things where I can't really comment on it because I I kind of like all the Baileys, but I know that they're not. Mm. I I don't have that a popular, James love, was my one that I had the biggest problem my, with, and now he's gone. James, James was boring. There's no if but or buts about it. He was boring. Michael, I love him. I think he's Thank precious you. and wonderful. I lo really think Aggie is such a great character because she's so she's so sensible and level-headed and caring but in a in a very practical manner which i think is is lovely i think ed's great because he's a larger than life sort of a person 
And, you know, I do you count Ronnie, you know, I, I feel <laughs> I like don't, Ronnie's I, the weak link at the moment. He really is. Like, when they brought Ronnie in, it's like, we're, ex- we're expanding that Bailey family even more, but he's and, just pointless. And it's a bit too early for Dee Dee, really, but I have high hopes for that character. Mm. And it's great for representation, too, to see a black woman working as, as a lawyer and yeah. in a, a very professional of power, yeah. job. In a, in a in the show where there aren't that many um, re- really highly educated women, we've said this before, mm. haven't we? About the fact that the uh, you know the education level of, of the female characters in particular is not particularly that great. So having having a black female character being a lawyer, I love that. Um, I'm really excited to see what they're going to do. So. Do you think that we have answered the question here? I, re- I really think, I think we we're have. getting there. I, th- I think to me, another thing that Corey is always going to have to contend with is as the years go on, the cast list grows and grows and yeah, grows and right. the number of regular characters gets higher and higher and higher. If a new character, if a new family was dropped into Coronation Street in the 1970s, well, of course they're going to be developed more because the cast is I'm only say, 30, 40 big at that time. Quickly about like the McDonald's. The McDonald's got dropped in as a new character and they were deeply if, unpopular. Yes, they were. This was in the 80s. This was in 1989 the McDonald's came in. And yeah. uh, they only really got popular when the, Liz McDonald was given the big storyline about her um, miscarriage with Katie. Is that right? Um, it wasn't miscarriage. It was it was stillbirth, wasn't it? Oh okay. no, not st- um, or died soon after birth. Oh, that's but that's right. how she came I back apolo- as fake Katie. <laughs> yes. So so gi- giving a, giving a character. Now it wasn't this, this. This is the main distinction. It wasn't a story about raising awareness about stillbirth. It was a story about you sympathising with the character of Liz McDonald. Mm. Now when they've had their storylines, these storylines have served a greater purpose to illustrate a wider social issue. So, homophobia in football, racial profiling, etc, etc. Not to make us sympathise with the Baileys. And that's a big difference. Mm. And if the Baileys had a big story that felt pitched towards us emotionally connecting with them, that would be different. And I just want to also say about the, the racial issue is that when you're trying to educate a majority white audience about racial issues, you're trying to teach them something they don't know. So they're not going to connect emotionally necessarily with that in the same way that you would do with a universally experienced issue, mm. like the stillbirth. Most people are parents or they want to be a parent or they're you know too young or whatever. So lots of people can really attach themselves to the issue of a, st- a stillbirth and feel an emotional reaction. When it comes to racism, there are quite a lot of people who are going to experience that in an emotional sense and say, yes, that happened to me. But when you're talking about a majority white audience, you're teaching them something, and it's difficult to emotionally connect with that in a way that that makes makes you feel closer to the character. Yeah, and there's always the risk of people saying... Well, just... there's always going to be people who are like, oh, I fell out with this, oh, I don't want to let, oh, that's not true, etc., etc. Yeah, I don't want to be So they're kind of tackling taught. something that's larger than them, which is dangerous for creating a connection to the character. Mm. And I wish that wasn't true, and it's not necessarily true for every single person, yeah. but I think that's another small element. Mm. I, I really, I, I think that, they they have potential. I, I, love I really them. I really want them think to stay. they do. I'd love them. To, I I I wouldn't care if Ronnie you know dropped off the face of the planet tomorrow. I don't know where that, I don't know how long it would take us to notice. We to haven't even mentioned poor little Glory. 
well, there's only so much you can say about her. I isn't know, but, there? but listen, I remember saying before about Glory that, you know, and maybe Michael, I don't know, if, and Didi, if they've got this opportunity, but we've got a chance here to create a multiracial family on Coronation Street by uniting one of these major Bailey characters mm. with another major family unit on Coronation Street and creating like the Bailey Barlows or the Bailey Platts or something yeah. to create. A, a, a character, <coughs> a, a family unit that you've seen grow from the very beginning mm. as a multiracial family. I mean, look at Daisy. As a mixed race family. Daisy has been in Coronation Street for, what, two years yep. and a bit now? And she already feels so much more integrated and well-written and well-rounded as a character yep. than I would say any of the Baileys do. And that's because they've stuck her with Jenny, with the landlady. They've put her front and centre at the Rovers. And now they've paired her up with Daniel, you know, the the... the the, the heir to the Barlow throne. That's that's how maybe how that you do it. Is listening to, I don't know if this is the right thing to say, but how much of that is listening to, and reacting to how the actress portrays the character, and and how much of the Baileys is them saying, we want to tell this story with this character. I think if you if you force a if you force something on a character, sometimes it doesn't work out. No, I think that they've swayed. They, I tell you what, Daisy's one of the. You say that she's, uh, you know, and I agree with you. She's a really important, wonderful, great, easy character to watch, and she's in a really important position. But let's remember back to how she first began. She's gone through quite a lot of different personality changes. How many personality changes have any of the Baileys gone through? Are they very static and and have have they been created in service of a, of a a higher purpose mm. that perhaps is ant- antithetical to creating a really interesting family unit that you enjoy watching? Yeah, maybe. Are they really the thing that they we expect so much, or the show does of the Baileys? We expect too much, and they're being asked to do you know issues be be um, amiable, be interesting, be fun, be you know so many different things. Whereas lots of characters only really service one thing or the other. Mm, mm. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I just think that it's a, they've been given an impossible task almost. And they I've have. said this before too about representation on Coronation Street and in, in soaps and also TV in general. Is when you have one example of something, it's very difficult to create um, a sort of a nuanced... Yeah. A nuanced... Um, story or mm. representation of something because you you everything gets put onto that one person and it's not necessarily mm. fair the other thing that like can the baileys represent every single black family in the uk no they can't no and and linked to that i still think and 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 correct me if i'm wrong here that the coronation street writers room is made of you know middle class white men and some women as well, well. I would say and I know that Coronation Street are putting out the adverts and trying to to get in some more we ethically don't diverse know writers ethnically not ethically <laughs> ethically <laughs> diverse like well, you know if I saw somebody's bag I might go through it when they weren't in the room um, um, but I don't know whether they're actually getting them or know. they then we hire them in for a particular storyline and then ship them out no, so no, tell no. us about racial profiling okay and off you go there's definitely a lot to be said about using people from different backgrounds in your in your writing yeah. We don't know what they... We don't necessarily know if that's the case. And I also want to just... Of just can think- I just pull you up on the middle class thing? I think that there are a lot of people with working class backgrounds oh, yeah, who are writers, sure. but I also think that 
um, I think you might enjoy a slightly more elevated yes. uh, lifestyle if you yeah. perhaps work on Corey. Well, I'm, at least I'm that's just, the dream, isn't I'm it? I'm just basing it on, you know, <laughs> look, looking at the names that come up as written by, written by, written by, and the names in the credits, and it still feels like it's... We don't know. No, we, do we, do we, I'm kind of making... You're making stereotypes and uh, assumptions. Quite there. possibly I am, but um, I, I, would I, hope I think that, I'm I would right. hope that if Coronation Street had a quite diverse team of writers, they might tell us. Mm. And yeah. the fact they haven't told us feels like they're either sitting, you know, hiding their, yeah. their assets or they, they don't have them to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think maybe we've, um, we've, we've said all we need to say about the Baileys. Well, what does everybody they, else think? I, I think we've I think we've pretty much they've slow they slowly of... have integrated them more into the program. They're certainly not as you know um, isolated and and underused as they were in the first few years. But it's still very slow going compared thing, to the Nazirs. They're not on quite the same trajectory. I think now I know that we. <sighs> At the beginning of the year, we lost another black or mixed race character with Emma going yeah. last year. I mean, I think we need to just have more characters of colour in general who aren't related to the Baileys. It's nice to have a big black family, but you know, say if Dee Dee wants a black boyfriend or girlfriend, mm. where we, I don't want us to be. This is what they, they. This is their problem that they've had, and they wanted to have a, a, a particular race of character. They have to kind of bring them in because they don't exist on the show already. Mm, Why mm. not just have a few more characters? Anyone who can are... be a friend of someone at school or at work or something. Well, they can't be a friend at work because they don't. Work, because we know everyone who works with them because they'll work on the street. Uh, is it true that they're the only black characters? Am um, I missing some? I don't think I am. Oh gosh, I don't know them. I'd like to say there must be more. I'm not really sure if there are. It can't be, it can't, it doesn't feel right that the only black characters are all Baileys. No. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> and that might be another reason why. Well, that's why we should they... bring back Lloyd Mullaney. That's what I say. I think Lloyd was great, yeah. yeah. And, it, you know, uh, it's a shame that we've lost yeah. Emma. I just, I, all I'm saying Emma is... Emma would make a nice it's, boyfriend. It's, it's, never, it's never too late for a character if you've got a story that's the right match. Yasmin was a universally... Well, not universally. People didn't like Yasmin, did they? She she wasn't a big character. Lots of people were saying, oh, she's over, over the top with everything. What's the point of her? You know, but then we bring in that great storyline with Jeff... And all of a sudden, you know, Shelley King was, they, they couldn't start giving her awards. Um, and and I, that could happen with any of the Baileys. I just, I just really, really hope it does because no, Yasmin is nowhere near as big a character in 2023 as she was in 2020, 2021. But it feels like she absolutely belongs there now. And I think it was all down yeah. to that story. So Baileys, they just need that story. And... You know, maybe that's that's that'll that'll get them there. Yeah, and they feel like they belong more. I really have a lot of um, hope for the the Bailey family. I think they're all really interesting. I think they're all great characters. I think they're really mm. well written and conceived of characters. And I think that the acting, the actors are all great. And I know there are mixed opinions about different people, but we've all got our own opinions. And that's my honest opinion: is that I think they're all great, and I really like them. I I, I like them. I do. I do like the Baileys. Got yeah. a soft spot. Let's see how we can get them 
in the you know in the fold. We want top twenty Bailey appearances <laughs> for twenty twenty. Come on, please. come on. And we want Dee Dee and Michael to get a nice boyfriend slash girlfriend. Yes, yes. And we want them to be introduced as a main character who's going to stay in the show or somebody who's already in the cast. Yeah, thank get, you get very in, much. Getting Michael. Where does Michael still live with Aggie and, and Ed? Michael at the moment? needs to move himself out. Really of Really does. Come on, he's like he's nearly thirty, or maybe he he's is got a thirty kid. now. He's got. a it's honestly, got a little baby. Honestly. Right, okay. I think that's it. I think we're done for the evening. Thank you very much. <coughs> oh, dear me. Thank you very much to... Um, Bronte and Jack. Bronte and Jack for those questions. Oh, I've done holding out okay. with my voice at the moment. I hope we've answered your questions well enough. And um, I've enjoyed a little bit of interest for and anybody listening and just to today. Be, just, to, just to... If it's not obvious, which it should be, we are not privy to the inner workings of Coronation Street. We don't know no. why or what's happened. We can just make educated guesses, and even those might be wrong. So don't take anything we just say what as gospel. We think. No. It's just a, it's just something that we, yeah. just ideas that we've come up with after working on this podcast for over ten years. Exactly. So thank you everyone for listening. If you have any more questions you want to send to us for a future episode of listener questions, feel free to email us conversationstreet at gmail.com and you can find us on all the social medias and if you like our content you can maybe sponsor us on Patreon and uh, get some goodies and some free episodes along the way and I think that's it from me yes that's it from me thank you everybody for listening thank you for listening we'll be back at the weekend we've still got some Street Talk shorts coming through the week so don't forget to check those out on our YouTube channel but until the weekend goodbye goodbye and the music for this episode came from podcasttheme.com. podcast themes.com